College Basketball Insider. Some news and notes from around the world of college basketball. In-studio correspondent for WFAN and CBS Sports Radio. Attention please to John Rothstein. Please report <laughs> to St. The Insider's Insider. Joining us now with his thoughts and a break it down, John Rothstein. It's College Hoops Today with John Rothstein. Let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner. John Rothstein here on the College Hoops Today podcast. Later in the show, we will be joined by LSU head coach Will Wade. I want to remind you to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you. 52 weeks out of the calendar year and also send me your questions on twitter i'll get to them later in this podcast i'm at john rothstein that's john j-o-n and i want to let you know that today's episode of the college hoops today podcast is being sponsored by our great sponsor my bookie you know what my favorite part about this time of year is sweater weather leaves on the ground and threes from downtown that's right for some it's fall season but for the rest of us it's ball season Pro and college ball are tipping off, and there's no better way to feel a part of the action than have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag. Basketball is back in action, and it's time to turn your attention from carving pumpkins to the Spartans carving up defenses. Cassius Winston returns for his senior year, trying to prove that he has what it takes to bring a championship to Michigan State. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code Rothstein to activate the offer. That's promo Promo code R-O-T-H-S-T-E-I-N to double your cash deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. Make sure to use promo code Rothstein. That's mybookie.ag. Now that we've got you set for all your needs with my bookie, want to recap first a great week on the road last week. So a couple of teams that I think have a chance to go very far in the 2020 NCAA tournament. I will start at Maryland, where I think it's safe to say right now that this is without question Mark Turgeon's best chance to get to a Final Four, more so than the team during the 15-16 season that had Melo Trimble, Diamond Stone, Robert Carter, because Maryland now can play big or small. That was a power team in 15-16 that had great size. This is a team that, like a chameleon, can change very quickly. Another thing that I think has to be pointed out at Maryland. Going in, I knew they had a potential All-American in the backcourt in Anthony Cowan, and they also had a potential All-American up front in Jalen Smith. The guy that really stood out from a physical perspective was sophomore Aaron Wiggins. He's put on 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. He's gotten into a much better defender. He's become a much better defender. He looks like an NBA wing physically. He is primed to explode for Maryland as as a sophomore. His teammate, Eric Ayala, is much leaner. The guy who plays in the backcourt with Anthony Cowan, he's about 10 pounds thinner than he was last season. Maryland does not have, to me, yet the toughness, the moxie, the leadership that Michigan State does. And everybody knows those are the two teams at the top of the Big Ten. But I do think Maryland's ceiling 
is higher than a lot of teams in college basketball because they do have guys like Jalen Smith. They do have guys like Aaron Wiggins. Aaron Wiggins looks like Allen Houston right now physically. Now, I'm not saying he's the shooter that Allen Houston was at Tennessee or in the NBA, but he looks like an NBA wing. And again, I'll say it again. This to me looks like Mark Turgeon's best chance to get to a Final Four. Now, One of the teams that Maryland lost to this year and will play again this season in Newark is Seton Hall. I saw them before I went to Maryland last week. The biggest thing that stands out immediately at Seton Hall, the team's overall size. The Pirates have six players who stand six foot nine or taller. They're the biggest team physically I've seen in person this preseason, and I've seen close to 30 teams. Another thing that stood out from Seton Hall practice, Miles Powell, the All-American guard, is sporting a noticeably tighter handle. He'll regularly initiate offense this year for Seton Hall. So if Seton Hall doesn't have one of their point guards on the floor, Powell is somebody who could regularly initiate offense for the Pirates. Seton Hall, and I know a lot of people reacted when they were picked to win the Big East last week over Villanova. And again, preseason polls do not matter, but I want to point this out too. Before Seton Hall gets to the Big East, they have to survive their non-conference schedule. They got Michigan State at home in the Gavit games. They have Maryland at home, which we just touched upon. They've got three games in the battle for Atlantis, including the opening game against Oregon, who was picked to win the Pac-12. I have as eighth in the country right now. That's five high major games. They go on the road to St. Louis. St. Louis isn't the team that they were last year, but they beat Seton Hall in Newark last year. They're at Rutgers, and they're also at Iowa State as part of the Big East Big 12 Challenge. That is eight back-breaking games before you get to Big East play. Back-breaking games. So we'll see what Seton Hall has record-wise when they head into the Big East. And they're a team... That is, you know, among my top 15 teams nationally. LSU is a team that's among my top 15 teams nationally. Will Wade, as everybody knows, led LSU to an SEC regular season title last year. He was suspended indefinitely after going 25-5. and What is the future at LSU with Will Wade? Is he anticipating any more sanctions from the NCAA? Obviously, this was a unique situation a year ago. A report came out that Will was on a wiretap trying to orchestrate a pay-for-play scheme, but the university at LSU did reinstate him back to his position as head coach. LSU, in my opinion, is the best returning backcourt in the SEC with Javante Smart and Skylar Mays. They've also added a five-star forward up front in Trendon Watford. What are some of the answers moving forward at LSU? We'll find out when Will Wade, the head coach of LSU, joins the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein coming up next. LSU was the SEC regular season champion a season ago. The Tigers also advanced to the Sweet 16. And the head coach of LSU is Will Wade. He joins the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein right now. And, Will, how different does it feel for you during the preseason this year considering the way that last year ended? Well, it's exciting. You're excited about the start of practice every year. You have a new team, new faces. Obviously, we've got five of our uh, five of our top eight guys back. We've added some talented uh, newcomers, but just uh, just excited about the start of you know last year, especially at the beginning of practice was tough. We had just had the uh, the loss of Wade Sims, one of our one of our uh, you know, one of our key contributors, and um, we actually pushed the start of practice back this year. 
um, so we could, you know, honor him on on the on the year date um, that that he was murdered. But uh, you know, it's a it's uh, it's certainly exciting to get back and try to try to mold a new team and fit the fit the pieces together to uh, to have another good season. You know, you mentioned that you know you lost Wade Sims to a a tragic death last fall. And then you went through everything you had to endure last year with being suspended, being away from your team during the SEC tournament, during the NCAA tournament. For you personally, what was last year like to experience from a roller coaster of emotions that really went for a number of months? Well, it was it was it was tough, but no, you know, nobody cares about that. It was you know, it, it was um, you know, it was it was an exciting season for our team and for our players, which is the most important part. You to help our players and serve our players and, and make sure we help them move forward both in basketball and in life. And so, you know, that's what we put all of our focus in. That's what I put my focus on as a coach, as, as the head coach, and that's what my coaching staff focuses on. So, um, you know, from, from that sense, a lot, a lot of the season was, was rewarding because we had three guys go to the, uh, you know, three guys go to the NBA and, and, and reach their dreams, and then we were able to uh, have a good Good, good core group come back and something that we can uh, something that we can build off of this season. Now the goal for obviously any coach is to have a team that plays deep into the NCAA tournament. Your team won a game against Yale, won a game against Maryland, came up short against Michigan State. For you personally, what was it like watching a team that you put together play and advance in the NCAA tournament and you yourself not being able to be with them in person and guide them? I mean, it was tough. You know, I'm not a very good fan. I figured that out. You know, I'm sitting there yelling at the uh, yelling at the TV, and uh, you know, I'm not not I'm not a very good fan. But uh, you know, it's frustrating when you're not there with your team. You feel like you let your feel like you let your guys down. You know, something you've been there with them, and you always tell them you're going to be there for them in basketball and life after they leave us. But um, you know, that's you know, the goal now is to is to is to get this team right back there where we were, and and, and hopefully go a little bit a little bit further. So. We're moving forward with the group we've gotten out. We're trying to ensure um, that we, we, we have another great season. And Did you ever think during that stretch when you were away from your team and suspended that your coaching career was over? No, I, you know, I, I believed with time it would it would work out. The problem, you know, the problem is sometimes things take some time to, 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 to work through. And at that point, we just didn't have, uh, you know, we just didn't have, we just didn't have a lot of time. But we were in, you know, I was in constant dialogue with with LSU, and because we were in, we were in, you know, we were in that dialogue. I felt like, um, you know, I felt like eventually we'd be able to to, to find a, a resolution and and, um, and and move forward. But you know, I'm just excited about working at LSU. I'm excited about moving forward at LSU. I love. Uh, I love being here at LSU, and I love the program that we're uh, that we're building. I've got a great staff. I've got great administration i've got uh you know we've got great people uh in terms of our players they're great players but they're 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 great people as well and so we're just excited about uh you know about uh, about about moving forward here lsu head coach will wade joined the college hoops today podcast with john rothstein tigers a consensus top 15 top 20 team entering the 1920 season final thing on last season will are you anticipating any sanctions or anything else moving forward as it ties to what happened towards the end of last season well, I mean, I think the I think the worst of it's uh, you know in the past, but you know, really, my focus right now is on you know on our team and running our program the right way, like we've like we've done, and continue to 
work towards uh, continue to work towards this season and, and, and have a great season and continue to build our program where we're going to keep stacking great seasons. We haven't been to back-to-back NCAA tournaments in 15 years here. So our goal is to get to back-to-back in NCAA tournaments and, and put ourselves in a position where we can advance and, and build on the, on the momentum, certainly, that our team uh, created last season. Well, then let's talk about the 1920 LSU Tigers. How will they look in contrast to the team we saw last year win the SEC? Well, we'll be a little bit different uh, stylistically. You know, I think we're going to be very, very good on offense. I think we'll be the offensive a lot better uh, than we did last year. For whatever reason, we weren't a very good, very good shooting team, but I think we'll be a much, much uh, improved shooting team. Uh, you know, I think things going to be open. We'll be smaller. We'll be quicker. So I think that'll help us. With our with our offense and with our spacing, defensively we'll play a little bit more like I have at, at, at other places where we'll press and trap and uh, not press as much, but we'll trap and and get after the ball and, and try to try to force you try to force you into turning the ball over. We lost a great player with Tremont Waters who who led the led the SEC in steals, but I think we've got some other guys that can step up and and, and steal the ball and hopefully we can create offense from our defense and. I feel um, I feel good about our progress thus far, but we've got to we've got to certainly continue to improve and continue to get better. Well, you know, you mentioned Tremont Waters, and you know, you look at the situation without him, and your team won a big game without him late last season. You beat Tennessee, and in that game, Javante Smart and Skylar Mays, your backcourt now, combined for fifty-two points. How much does their performance in that game reiterate their collective ceiling as a duo? I mean, I, th- I think they're just a tremendous, tremendous backcourt. We call them the Bayou backcourt down here. They're both from Baton Rouge, both tremendous kids, tremendous competitors, and very, very hard workers. But that Tennessee game, you know, showed a glimpse of what we of what we've seen uh, of, of what we've seen from from Javante, and I think we'll continue to see that this year. He, he's just done a tremendous job in our practices of not only scoring the ball but distributing and and being a great point guard. And I think he's going to be able to do that for us in SEC play. And Skyler is just so steady. He played point guard his freshman year. He's played a little bit more off the ball the last couple of years. He's somebody that we just have such a comfortable with. He led the SEC and minutes played uh, last season, and he'll, he'll probably do it again. And you know, the staff's always telling me, take him out, take him out. I'm like, well, who do you want me to put in? I just I just trust Skyler uh, so, so much when he's out there on the court. He's a cerebral player and him and Javante play very, very well off each other, which I think is what you saw in that, in that Tennessee game and what a lot of people saw in that Tennessee game. And the good news for us is we're going to get to see that for a lot more games uh, this season. And, and Tremont was just a tremendous, tremendous player, but we're very, very excited about, about, about those two, uh, those two guys, they're bigger guards. They're able to, you know, stick their head in there, stick their nose in there and rebound a little bit, which allows us to start the break quickly. So uh, very, very excited about our backcourt. Well, and obviously they're going to have a different look up front. You lost a talented freshman last year in Nas Reed, but you replace him with another highly touted freshman in Trendon Watford. How does the dynamic of LSU basketball look different with Trendon Watford as an integral piece of the front court versus Nas Reed? I mean, they're both super, super talented players, very, very good players. You know, I think – Trendon is, is a tremendous, tremendous ball handler. He's somebody that we have, you know, we have some packages where Trendon's our point guard and can play point guard. He brings the ball up the court uh, quite a bit. He's got, he's got tremendous, tremendous vision. He's such a cerebral player, sees the court, knows where everybody's supposed to be. 
he makes the right play uh, many more times than many more times than not. So uh, he's he's a talented, talented uh, player, and he's a very very hard worker. He's gotten better. You know, I think he's getting better. His confidence is growing. He understands what it takes to to play at a at a high level consistently every night. And so I, I think. Uh, stylistically, it'll look a lot different, but I think Trendon's numbers will look very, very similar to Nas, if not, if not a little bit more um, than what Nas did for us. And Nas averaged, you know, about 14 points a game for us as a freshman. I think Trendon can 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 do that and, and, and maybe even eclipse that because he's so good with the ball in his hands. He can he can dribble. He can make plays. He's like having a point forward. He's also somebody that we can you know we can play at point guard and, and, and it's a mismatch problem. He can post. He can shoot. Got a good mid-range game. Uh, he gets fouled a lot. He's good at finishing at the free throw line. He's a very, very good rebounder. He's averaging almost nine rebounds uh, in live play for in, in, in practice for us. So he's just an all-around complete, uh, complete player and somebody that we're very, very happy to have and will be a, a big, uh, a big key to our success this season. Other than Trend and Watford, which newcomers will make the biggest impact for LSU in 1920? Well, we love Charles Manning. He's a junior college transfer from from Florida Southwestern. He he had uh, he had a great background, just in terms of his coach there. Eric Murphy did a, did, did a great job with him, preparing him to play at the, at the Division One level. He's so advanced. He affects winning. He's our you know he's one of our best defenders. He's Marlon Taylor are both very very good defenders. Marlon's a returner. Charles is a, is a good shooter. He he does a great job posting as a guard. Some we're going to take advantage of. You're not going to have necessarily a traditional post game where we can throw the ball into Nas or throw the ball into Cavell like we did last year. We're going to have to manufacture some points and some fouls around the rim different ways. And one of those ways is we're going to be able to do that with, with, with Charles Manning. But he's somebody who's going to make a huge, huge impact. Somebody that you know probably not a lot of people nationally know about, but is, is really going to really going to be good for us. And then James Bishop, our, our, our freshman guard. There's going to be a learning curve, just as there is with, with, with most freshman guards. But he's such a hard worker. He's such a diligent worker. He's a very, very smart player. He's learning He's learning how things work at this level, how quick things go at this level, and, and, and what, he needs to, what he needs to do to be successful. He's one of those guys that once you give him the roadmap to be successful, he's going to, he's going to follow it to a T. And so um, very, very excited about about him and, and the impact that uh, that he's going to be able to make on our team too. He's a very very good shooter. He's a scorer. He's he's seeing the court a lot better, learning um, you know how to transition into a point guard and and really be able to distribute the ball as well as uh, keep his uh, keep his scoring knack. So excited about those excited about those newcomers and um, hopefully uh, hopefully they'll uh, they'll continue to improve and continue to do what we've seen in practice. So everybody uh, will be able to will be able to see him shine in the games. It seems like, at least on paper, that the big chemical difference in the LSU team you're about to coach versus the one that won the SEC last year is you don't have as much power as you did inside. As somebody who is always trying to be you know, a great student of the game, which small ball coaches have you studied in preparation for the upcoming season, and how was being the head coach at, at VCU and not having the type of size you had last year a great tutor to prepare yourself for the team you're about to coach? Yeah, certainly. I think um, you know. I think being at VCU helped me prepare this team defense uh, for how we could play and, and, and what we need to do because you know we didn't have as many big guys all the time uh, there. And so you know, I, I, we've got to go back to 
do it schematically a little bit more like we, like we did there. We'll mix our defenses more, play a little bit more zone, press a little bit more zone, play our one through one more. Um, things that I didn't necessarily do there, but we've kind of added uh, since I, uh, you know, since, since we left there. But um, I, I think defensively, you know, we'll, we'll be a lot, you know, we'll be a lot. I, I tell our guys all the time, we may not have the height advantage, but we've got the quickness advantage. So we've got to use what we got. And what we got is, is, is we're super quick, we're super athletic, and, we, you know, we're long. You know, Emmett Williams six seven, but he's got a seven five wingspan. So we do, you know, and Marlon's a world-class athlete. So we do have some length and some athleticism. So we've just got to play to our strengths. And then, you know, offensively, we spent a lot of time this summer, uh, in the spring, uh, you know, studying the, the Milwaukee Bucks and how they play. Uh, we studied a lot of the Clippers and, 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 and how they play with, with some more motion-based concepts, opening the lane up a little bit so we're not as clogged. You know, sometimes when you play with those bigger guys, you're on the ball side block a lot, you're clogging your own drives, you're clogging your own lanes, and it's not as easy to, uh, it's not as easy to get to the rim. So I think we'll, I think we'll be a little bit better uh, in opening up the court, opening up the, 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 the paint, uh, the three, the new three point line will help with that. And, and us having, us having good shooters, we shot it better with the new three point line from three in Spain than we did last year. So wow. feel very, very good about that. And, and, and all of our guys can shoot, you know, Emmett's developed a three point shot. Darius days was statistically our best three point shooter last year. And Marlins worked on his three point shot. And, and I, I think it's going to be a, you know, 35-plus percent three-point shooter this season. And, and, and Trendon's obviously somebody who came in very gifted and can shoot three. So when you've got big guys that can shoot, people are going to have to, you know, come out and guard us as well. And I think we're going to be very, 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 very difficult to guard. And it's just going to be a matter of can we get enough stops and, and then can we can we get enough defensive rebounds? You know, and that's where our big guards have got to help us. We talked about Javante and Skyler earlier. they got to get in there and stick their nose in there and rebound for us. That's where we really need them to – to show some growth and show some leadership uh, with our team to, to really get in there and help us rebound. Because I know Emmett's going to battle, Day's going to battle, Trendon's going to battle, uh, Marlon, they're go- we're all going to get in there and battle, but we need those guards to, to clean it up for us if we're going to be an elite team, uh, especially on the defensive glass. LSU's Will Wade joined the College Hoops Day podcast with John Rothstein. Probably the biggest thing that happened when you were an assistant coach, not probably, it is the biggest thing that happened, was being included on that VCU staff and being an assistant coach when VCU went to the 2011 Final Four in Texas. You will coach this season against two other parts of that staff. One at Texas against Shaka Smart as part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge, who was the head coach of that VCU team, and then you're going to go back to VCU to take on somebody else who was an assistant on that staff, who's now the head coach at VCU, Mike Rhodes. What is it like emotionally to get ready to coach against this season two of the people that were such a big part of that run in 2011 of the Final Four? Yeah, well, I mean, Coach Smart did a tremendous job putting together the staff. I was the I was definitely behind Rhodes and, and Mike Jones, who's, who's a, just a phenomenal, phenomenal job at, at Radford. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's, just, that's the schedule. The reality is the emotions don't matter. What matters is VCU's got a great team. they got a great ball club. They've got a top 25 ball club. They've got, you know, Marcus Evans, who, who, who will be preseason player of the year, I would assume, in the, in, in the Atlantic 10. They've got... You know, they've got very, very good players with Santos Silva and Dariante Jenkins and Isaac Van and, and, and um, the kid Williams. So, I mean, they've got, they've got 
very, very uh, talented roster, and Coach Rhodes is a tremendous coach. We roomed together on the road for four years when we were assistants. So, I mean, he's he's a phenomenal, phenomenal coach, phenomenal game planner, and he's going to have them playing hard and have them ready. And, and Coach Smart's got a good team at Texas, so it's going to be two tough, uh, two tough road games for us. And but that's what we want. That's what we want. We went nine and zero in the SEC on the road last year. Our, our team was was uh, you know we had a toughness about us, a grit about us on the road, and now we've got to develop that same identity uh this year with uh w- with this season's teams because we're going to be in some tough environments at vcu obviously starting out it'll be a uh, a crazy environment and then as we as we work through our non-conference schedule and certainly get to the texas game uh in the big 12 challenge you know you mentioned obviously you know what you did last year in the sec going nine and oh on the road, there's been a little bit of a passage in the conference. You know, 15 of the top 20 scores from last season in the SEC are gone. There seems to be a general consensus that Kentucky and Florida are going to be the teams to beat in, you know, at the top of the conference. Aside from that duo and the team you're about to coach, who else stands out to you as teams that will be formidable in the SEC? Well, I think there's a lot of great teams, a lot of great coaches. You know, I think Mississippi State's going to be very, very good. I think Coach Howland does a phenomenal job. He's obviously got Reggie Perry, obviously, you know, arguably the best best player in the league, from what I understand from talking to NBA scouts that have been to our practice. Reggie Perry's made a huge, huge jump uh, from from last year and going through USA Basketball and where he is now. I think Alabama's got a very, very good team. Kyra Lewis is an elite point guard, and they've got Petty and and they've got Herb Jones. I think they've got a an excellent, uh, excellent, excellent ball club. You hadn't even mentioned Tennessee, who uh, the way Coach Barnes coaches and what they do is going to be always solid. Coach Pearl at Auburn's got a uh, got good guard play. When he has good guard play, he's he's always uh, you know he he's always uh, going to be very very good. So I think I think there's a lot of good teams. I, I certainly think what you said is true. Florida and Kentucky are are, are going to be excellent, but I think there's a lot of us right there that, that um, are going to make for very competitive games, and there's going to be a lot of close games. And if you're going to be in the upper echelon of the league, you're going to have to win some close games. Another team that I think has a chance um, to be much improved, or I mean, they, were, they came in fourth in our league last year, but I think South Carolina's got some really, really good parts and good pieces, and the way Coach plays is so different than the rest of the league, and I know they'll be, uh, they'll be very good as well. Final thing, obviously staying healthy is always the most important thing for every single program. But aside from that, what do you think are the biggest keys for, you know, LSU to have a chance to win another SEC regular season title in 2020? Well, I think we've just got to be consistent. We've got to be a lot more consistent with our habits, a lot more consistent with our attention to detail. Defensive rebounding is going to be huge for us. You know, can we defensive rebound the ball? Can we be just adequate on the defensive backboards. We're not going to have to be great, but can we can we can we be adequate on the defensive backboards and and, and then generate steals with our defense? And then we're going to need to shoot the ball well. We're going to be a good shooting team. We're going to need to be a pretty good rebounding team, an elite team defensively in terms of uh, stealing the ball. And then we just got to develop that toughness, that grit, that attention to detail. And you know we can't do things right four or five out of ten times. You got to do things right eight or nine out of ten times. That's the sort of consistency. Uh, that we're looking for. And if we can develop those, I think we'll have a chance to, to be in the hunt coming down the stretch. Well, well, we appreciate a couple of minutes. Good luck with the rest of the preseason. Look forward to staying connected along the way. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Boot up. <laughs>
Want to thank LSU head coach Will Wade for joining the College Hoops Today podcast. And a reminder, today's episode of the College Hoops Today podcast is being sponsored by Geico. Everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket it may just be the most rewarding to do you do today. Want to remind you also to subscribe to the College Hoops Today podcast on Apple Podcasts. We want to be your Bible for the college basketball season and beyond. We are the only college basketball podcast coming to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. Also want to remind you to check out the College Hoops Today fan page on Facebook. Give us a like. Give us a review. Let us know what you think of the product we're bringing to you 52 weeks out of the calendar year. And it's time now for our social media portion of the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. Send me your questions on Twitter. I'm at John Rothstein. That's John, J-O-N. Our first question comes from Russ, and it's John. Do you see Bobby Hurley and the Sun Devils making a third straight NCAA tournament? I saw Arizona State practice a couple of weeks ago. To me, they look like a bubble team right now. They don't have the talent base they had a year ago with Zylan Cheatham and Lugans Dort. Love Arizona State's overall team speed, but the Pac-12, as we know, better than a season ago. Our next question comes from Robert Bradshaw, and it's John. Who do you think will finish higher in the Big Ten? Ohio State or Wisconsin. I would go with Ohio State. I am taking a wait-and-see approach on Ohio State more than others because they're very young and inexperienced in the backcourt. The two starters last year for Ohio State in the backcourt are gone, C.J. Jackson and Keyshawn Woods. Another thing I want to point out about Ohio State, they finished very well last year winning a game in the NCAA tournament. They were 8-12 and in the Big Ten. That can't be ignored. Now, I know their talent base is strong. They had a very good recruiting class, but I'm taking a wait and see on Ohio State in terms of their ceiling. As far as Wisconsin goes, the people I talk to around the program with Wisconsin are very bullish that Nate Reavers is going to take a massive step forward this season without Ethan Happ. Now, the Wisconsin way has always been, and this is going back to Bo Ryan, that players who wait their turn and might have a minimal impact the year before, just step in seamlessly and become all Big Ten players. You saw it with Jared Bergeron. You saw it with Frank Kaminsky. It's the Wisconsin way. If that happens again, the Badgers should have an excellent chance to be in the NCAA tournament. Now, before we get to five good nuggets, I want to remind you that today's episode of the College Hoops Day podcast is being sponsored by my bookie. You know what my favorite part about this time of year is? Sweater weather, leaves on the ground, and threes from downtown. That's right. For some, it's fall season, but for the rest of us, it's ball season. Pro and college ball are tipping off, and there's no better way to feel a part of the action than have a stake in the game with mybookie.ag. Basketball is back in action, and it's time to turn your attention from carving pumpkins to the Spartans carving up defenses. Cassius Winston returns for his senior year, trying to prove that he has what it takes to bring a championship to Michigan State. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code Rothstein to activate the offer. That's Promo code R-O-T-H-S-T-E-I-N to double your cash deposit. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, and you get paid. Make sure to use promo code Rothstein. That's mybookie.ag. Now let's get to some nuggets. 
Five good nuggets. Five. Five. Six. No, five. But you were close. Nugget number one, shorthanded in Starkville. Ben Howland told reporters at his most recent press conference that Nick Weatherspoon will miss Mississippi State's first 10 games of the season due to suspension. That means that freshman Iverson Molinar and also veteran Tyson Carter will man down the offense and hold things in check until... Weatherspoon returns. This also means that Mississippi State won't be at full strength until December 22nd against New Mexico State, who is picked to win the WAC Conference. Nugget number two, the injured cat. Jay Wright told reporters at Big East Media Day last week that Villanova freshman Brian Antoine won't practice until November due to a shoulder injury. He also said that redshirting is a possibility. With Antoine out of the mix early in the non-conference portion of the schedule, look for fellow freshman Justin Moore to potentially inherit the minutes. He's an impact freshman, a top 50 kid, not getting the same type of ink as Antoine and Jeremiah Robinson Earl heading into this season. Nugget number three, adapting out West. The Pac-12 announced last week that they will launch a coast-to-coast challenge in Las Vegas in 2020. Pac-12 obviously doing everything it can to get its teams more marquee games moving forward. They're also going to 20 league games next season. Matchups for next season in Las Vegas will be Colorado against TCU, Washington against Oklahoma, and Oregon against the to-be-determined opponent. Nugget number four, Oxford Rebellion. Is there a less appreciated backcourt naturally in Ole Miss's combo of Brian Tyree and Devontae Shuler? I think not. Both averaged double figures last season on an NCAA tournament team. Back-to-back bids in Oxford under Kermit Davis is a legitimate possibility. Nugget number five, on the road again. I will be out west this week to see UCLA practice and also check out the charity exhibition at the Galen Center Friday night between Villanova and USC. We'd like to thank LSU head coach Will Wade for joining the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. This was the College Hoops Today podcast with John Rothstein.